You know, when I was told of this assignment back in April of last year, um, you're going to be going up to Williams, I thought, wow, finally a white Christmas. I haven't had a white Christmas since 1982, back in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. The epiphany of the Lord. What we have after Christmas, after we celebrate Christmas, is we have these feasts that focus on telling everyone who Jesus is. Okay, And you could call them all epiphanies, or to translate epiphany, manifestations of who Jesus is. So oftentimes we will be able to celebrate both Epiphany on a Sunday and Baptism of the Lord on a Sunday, but it just kind of depends on the year. This year, we only have Epiphany on a Sunday. Tomorrow is Baptism of the Lord, and then it's ordinary time again. So it's, it's our last Sunday to sing Christmas songs, which is why I thought I'd throw a few in. The men need to, need to do a little bit better. The ladies are doing better than the men. I'd like to hear some men singing. Travis, help me out a little bit. Um, so it's our last Sunday to celebrate Christmas time. And the epiphany of the Lord then is this, this manifestation of who Jesus is. And we're given the indication by the three magi or the wise men. And do you remember the three gifts that they brought? They brought to the Lord gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And you've probably heard the explanation of this before, but we'll just review it in case. So they, they first bring gold to, to Jesus. And, and any time, especially at, in those times, you would bring gold to whom? You would bring gold to a king. It's a fitting, fitting gift of tribute. So the Magi establish that Jesus is, in fact, a king. And so therefore, through this, through this revelation, he's, he's revealed to us and to the entire world that he is, in fact, a king not just king of the Jews, but king of the entire universe. Um, frankincense, incense. I haven't really used a lot of incense here yet. I should probably crank that up. Maybe I'll do it during Lent. A lot of people don't like it, so it's good to bring out during Lent and make everybody cough and sneeze. But, uh, you know, the whole idea of the incense is that it rises, right? Well, where does it rise? Well, it, it symbolically means that our prayers are rising to God. So the gift of incense is a manifestation, an epiphany of Jesus' divinity. That's what it represents. The Magi are saying to us, and it's being communicated to us, that Jesus is God. Okay? And then the last one, the myrrh, was a, a sort of perfumed ointment that would be used at burial time. Okay? Because, you know, they didn't have embalming techniques and, you know, so... They would use this sort of perfumed oil um, or ointment and, and, and put it all over the body. Well, the point of it is to, to show us or to demonstrate that Jesus is also man. So he's a king, he's divine, he's God, and he's fully human. He's fully man, all right, which is in fact what we believe. So right away you have the, the magi early on telling us, some of who Jesus is, right? The baptism of the Lord, we're going to get more, right? You're going to have, you're probably not going to make it tomorrow. But, you know, if you remember the baptism of the Lord, you have Jesus being baptized, and then you have the voice from the heavens, this is my beloved son, listen to him. You have the, the, uh, the dove coming down from heaven. You have the, 
the manifestation, the epiphany of the entire Trinity, the voice of the Father, the dove, and then Jesus himself, right? And the Father declaring him his son. So what we're celebrating, what we're looking at, and what we're really trying to, if you will, reflect on during these days is exactly who Jesus is. And, you know, it's one thing to say, you know, this is what the church says, who the church, what the church says Jesus is, or who he is, or this is what theology says he is. But it's, it's also really good for us to reflect on, it's one thing to have that, that sort of theoretical understanding, but how do we live as though, you know, who Jesus is? In other words, the way we live and our relationship with Jesus and the way we look at that relationship with Jesus tells us how we sort of see him, how we believe he's been sort of manifest or the epiphany of, of, of him has, has been made known to us. You know, and it's, it's really interesting. A lot of people see Jesus not really as a savior, but they see him more as a judge, a one who will condemn or... Um, Maybe they see him, you know, kind of the modern pagan view is that well, he's just a good moral teacher. He's just a good guy like Mr. Rogers, you know, or something lame like that, which is ridiculous and doesn't doesn't actually go with anything in Scripture or divine revelation. But but, you know, we have these sort of ideas of who Jesus is and then we live as though that's the truth. But when we hear divine revelation itself, the scriptures reveal who Jesus is, then I think sometimes we have to, to maybe correct our view. So there's a lot of people who live their lives as though they have to do a lot of things to be saved. This is one example. Because they're worried that they, they won't do enough to be saved. You know, they're not good enough to be saved. Or they need to say more and more prayers to be saved. If I can just earn my way into heaven, which by the way is a heresy. It's been condemned by the church since the 300s, 400s. It's been condemned by the church from all the way back to the time of St. Augustine. It's, it, we can't earn our salvation. And a lot of times people who see God in this way see him as a judge, somebody who's just trying to get them into hell. <laughs> God is, it just, just say that out loud. Well, don't say it now, but think it out loud. That doesn't make any sense. Reflect on that. Jesus is just trying to get more people into hell, which is another good thing to reflect on. Personally, do you think, and again, don't answer it audibly, but do you think there are more people in heaven or more people in hell? I mean, it's just an interesting thing to consider. We don't know. I mean, none of us can answer that. But how we, how we would answer that tells us something about what we think Jesus is up to and what God is up to. Is he, is he really just trying to catch people doing things wrong and then send them to hell? Or is he trying to redeem people and send his grace so that they can get into heaven? Which one is it? Now, when I look at the scriptures, when I read the scriptures, when I, when I hear about Revelation, there's no doubt that Jesus says you have to make a decision. You have to decide. There's one decision that everybody has to decide. Either Jesus is the Savior or he is not. And either we accept that gift of salvation or we do not. And when you really look at the scriptures, 
the ones who don't get into heaven are really just the ones who don't accept the gift. It's not because they're the most horrible people, because Jesus always spent time with the most horrible people, which should give all of you great comfort. Just seeing if you're listening, that's why I threw that in. It gives me great comfort, actually. But it should give us great comfort, all of us, because we all, I mean, if we start to, to reflect on ourselves, we'll inevitably, we'll think of all the bad things first, right? We'll pull that out. Well, that's fine, because Jesus wants to spend time with those kinds of people. He says it over and over. I came for those in need of a physician. I came for those who are sick, not those who are well, because he came to save. So he wants to spend time with us. He wants to be with us. We are the ones he came for. And he came not to condemn. He came to save. And so on this Sunday, I'll leave you with this. On this Sunday, what I'd, I'd really just like you to reflect on is that Jesus Christ came for you. He became man. He suffered and died on the cross for you particularly. Not just humanity in the largesse, but you particularly. Jesus came to save. You are good enough to be saved. You are worthy enough to receive redemption. You are exactly who God wants. And he wants you forever. Please stand.